PHNX Suns VIP Lounge. We're going streaking. It's too straight for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> As always, we are brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, and I'm joined by Espo. Espo, how you feeling? It's 20 of 21, right? Isn't that what we're at now? So <laughs> the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. I'm just going to keep screaming it because it makes me feel better, you know, since Screaming A. Smith and others won't won't admit that they're the best team in the NBA. So I'll do it for them. Typically, I love when you scream, but this is the first time I feel like you've screamed where I've had headphones in, and it was a little bit uh, aggressive. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> But I'm still I guess here we for it. I, I guess we don't have Shane uh, riding the levels, so I guess it that probably was louder than usual. My yeah. my apologies to those of you that uh, uh, now have hearing impairment. By the way, Lindsay, uh, bringing the fire with the background uh, tonight. Uh, I'm stuck in a walk-in yeah. closet. You're in some uh, fancy uh, downtown Wonderland. Phoenix. Uh, it looks like. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I got kicked out of that's my normal corner, and I got kicked out of there because the Christmas tree had to go up somewhere. So yeah. this is my background for the yeah, time. You're being. supposed to act like you have like 14 rooms, and this is just one of the other ones. You are oh, big yeah. time. Lindsay Dang, Smith. I forgot. I messed that but, one up. Let's rewind. Yeah, this is my the other living room. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> By the way, how about this performance tonight? Well, Man, 111.90 win. Over the Boston Celtics, it's uh, it's pretty awesome to see this. By the way, uh, Elon wondering uh, where I was earlier. I am, uh, as we've joked on the podcast, which is kind of a joke, in health and safety protocols. I was taking care of my little girl earlier, so yeah, it was bedtime for her, so he had to he had to put the little one to sleep before coming to hang with all of us degenerates over here at, uh, on Kaminsky Cove. <laughs> we <laughs> are degenerates. Was- it was, I, I'll be honest, I was a little bit nervous. I mean, uh, in the pregame show with Shane, I was like, hey, you know what? If we drop this one, like we're without Devin Booker, or without DeAndre, and like that's 40 points on any given night that we don't have tonight. It's not a big deal if we drop this one. Like it is what it is. But we didn't even come close to dropping this one. Like a 30-point win. No, wait, my math is wrong. A 20-point win, 21 points. That's huge for this team, especially because the Celtics came into this game a 500 team. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they were the bottom of the barrel. So for this Suns team to be able to put together a game like tonight against a a decent team without two of their best players is amazing. You love to see it. Oh, well, I mean... All hail Sticks, and to any NBA general manager tuning in, that is what Sticks does night in, night out, and you need him on your team. We'd hate to see him go, but you need him on your team. (laughs) But no, look, this is is a night where uh, you tip your hat to James Jones because everything that he's done to bolster this roster uh, came into play tonight. I mean, JaVale McGee, obviously the big factor tonight, 21 points, 15 rebounds, two assists. I mean, he was everywhere, but then you look at it and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't just him. Landry Shamit adds in 10. Granted, his shooting is still suspect at best. He went four of 11, one of four from three, but then 
Uh, you know, his draft pick Cam Johnson, 16 points off the bench, six rebounds. Campaign, a guy that they picked up off the scrap heap that we've talked about, uh, comes through again. Another big night for him, 17 points. Uh, not great shooting, but not awful at seven of, of 16. So uh, the roster is constructed where they are truly a team. It's, mm-hmm. it's cliche, but next man up is definitely what this team is predicated on and they keep doing it. And they, it, it seems like we've seen them win every possible way with almost every possible combination uh, of lineups minus Chris Paul hasn't missed a game, knock on wood, touch metal, whatever you do uh, as, as your, uh, as your superstition. But this team just finds a damn way. They're like, they're like uh, Jeff Goldblum said in uh, in Jurassic Park. You know, nature finds a way. Uh, the Phoenix Suns find a way, and they continue to win regardless of who they're up against or who they have to put out there against quality opponents. And this is what it it's like to go from the outhouse to the penthouse, right? Those nerves that, oh no, this could be a letdown. Well, guess what? It's not because you got one of the largest, deepest rosters in the league, as as Connor in the chat said, one of our yeah. Cove crazies. I We've talked about this so many times, Espo, and I don't know what it's going to take for my brain to completely let go of the past. Because I've said, I've literally said this exact same thing. I think sometimes I still am holding on to too much of what, you know, a couple of seasons prior or prior to the, like maybe the 2019 season and before, right? I'm still holding on to that feeling. And I, I need to, I need to figure out a way to just completely let it go and move on because they're proving us night, proving it to us night in and night out that they can get it done regardless of what adversity is thrown at them. So maybe I need to have a group session therapy to get it off of my chest and out of my brain. <laughs> That's what we're here for, Lindsay, by the way. Connor, or you know what yes. else we could use? Oh, what's sorry. that? No, no. What's that? What else? We could just do? go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. Way. If I can pull that up since I'm the producer tonight. Where'd they since put that? Oh, here it is. All us degenerates. Let's just go to the bar. <laughs> Belly up to the bar. It's JaVale juice tonight. We could all use a little bit of whatever he had because that was one hell of a performance. Uh, two of my favorites, the reverse dunk and then like that power. I, I He cocked it back and threw it down. Uh, JaVale just... Uh, Next level tonight. I love the JaVale McGee experience. Uh, you know, even when it feels like it's going to go sideways, it's so much damn fun. I, I buckle up and I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. This is the best roller coaster money can buy, especially five million of it. So uh, I love I love me some JaVale McGee. I'm a big, big fan of JaVale McGee. I know I took a little bit of heat in the chat the other night when I said uh, JaVale was number one in our hearts that I was leaving Frank Kaminsky behind. But listen, they're both right there, okay? I love JaVale. I love what he brings to this team on and off the court. Like when they beat the Spurs on Monday, JaVale posted immediately after the game, one streak win, like, or (laughs) one game streak or whatever. And I thought, like, that's what we did because it's fun. It's That's part of being a fan, right? You get to joke around and have some fun, and he's doing the exact same thing. And then when he got dunked on, he tweeted out, like, do you want me to – or I'll sign the ball for you, young fella. (laughs) I love who JaVale McGee is. I think he's so much fun. And especially in a game like tonight where 
you really needed him to step up big. And we've yeah. we talked about this in the pregame. We've talked about it multiple times. He's typically really good in those four to six minutes or so stints. But tonight, with DeAndre eating out, we needed more from JaVale, and he was there to give it to us. Sure, there were a couple times, you know, he airballed a three, but it was hilarious. And he, it was like, that's fine because what else, all the other things you're doing for us are so valuable that, okay, a missed three here or a couple whatever it hiccups there. Like, he's still – the value outweighs the goofiness of oh. that is JaVale McGee at times. Yeah. Um, by the way, Connor, you're right. It is life finds a way uh, in Jurassic Park. I misquoted. I'm sorry. Been a long week. But yeah, you're 100% right, Lindsay. And what I love about JaVale and his attitude is it's the perfect counterbalance to what we've heard and seen the way CP3 and Devin Booker come out, right? Because they're very much serious uh, very hardcore. They're going to push guys. They're you're going to yell, th- those kind of things. JaVale counterbalances that. And I think he, he and Mikhail remind guys, it's all right to have fun with this too. Like you don't have to take it to a crazy level, but it's all right to enjoy what we're doing. And that's, that's why I think fans gravitate towards him as well, you know, because we feel that way also is, Hey, that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. This is supposed to be enjoyable as we go along. It's not supposed to be painful. Like, you know, a decade was for, uh, for everybody around here. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've talked a lot about JaVale so far, so let's go ahead and just come right out with it and crown him because tonight JaVale McGee is our draft King of the game. As you mentioned, Espo, he finished with 21 points, 15 rebounds. He had two blocks as well in there, and it was his fourth double-double of the season. JaVale had himself a night, and I like this crown placement tonight. We're, we're getting the, the back profile of JaVale, so we get to see the name on the jersey, his headband there kind of makes the crown. It, I like it. It, yeah, it's, it's the f- first reverse crown in yeah. honor of the reverse dunk that JaVale had in this game. So I'm I, I'm all in, and I think our friends at DraftKings support this as well. I think so, too. Yeah. It, Speaking of our friends at DraftKings, I wasn't here in the pregame, but Crowder's Cash Club, baby, yet again, hitting. I got to do the I, I got to do the statistics on this, on what what percentage he's made and shot since we started this. But. He's taken a lot of the first shots. I feel pretty uh, good about letting it ride for a while. Well, you know why, right? It's because Eddie brought it up and talked to Chris Paul about it. So now that's it's common knowledge amongst all the players in the locker room. Now everyone knows about it. So oh. I guarantee you he's out there like it's in the back of his mind. It may not be on the forefront, but it's in the back of his mind. Like, I got to get these guys some money. I feel like we need a, a Crowder's Cash Club logo or something, some visual that people go, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm part of the Cash Club. I'm in on this with Jay, you know, so we'll <laughs> we'll see what we can come up with. But I love that. I, I, I want to bring up something that Amanda in the chat, uh, one of our Cove crazies, uh, had to say here, because I, I think it goes along with what we saw with JaVale tonight and then what the bench did. This team is so deep that even without two key starters and three rope, players we can blow out a team and I that's I, I, you know we touched upon it a little bit with what James Jones has been able to do but you look around and I don't think you're going to find a, a deeper team than this Suns team and it speaks to why they're 21 and 4 
and why after a one and three start, they've been able to rattle off uh, this uh, this fantastic run of uh, of games that they've had uh, this this twenty and one stint. It's because there's so many guys with so much talent that embrace their role, but are able to step up when they need to fill in for guys that are out. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and and we talked about it pregame, like the bench and all of the supporting cast had to show up big tonight in order for them to get this win. And they absolutely did it. This was a good team outing for the Phoenix Suns, especially with all of the uh, hoops they had to jump through to get this W as far as who was on the the court at certain times. And I think a lot of that can come back to the leadership between both Monty Williams and the game plan heading into this one and then Chris Paul leading on the floor. And just the way that those two gentlemen are able to – build up each person around them and set them up for success, put them in places to be successful. I think it's just, it's unbelievable what those two people have been able to do for this Phoenix Suns team, the culture, the organization. And it's nights like this where you, where you get to sit back and be like that, that's what it is. Like that's where this comes in to play the most. Sorry, I just uh, was informed my background is falling down. The home studio, not what it used to be. Oh, no. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, MCG Blue uh, let me know that the jersey was falling down in the, uh, in the background. It's uh, <laughs> so, so slightly distracted. Uh, Lindsay, I totally forgot what you were saying. Uh, so I'm just going to bring up something else that MCG Blue brought up. Uh, it says, Lindsay didn't hang one of the Emmys on the Christmas tree, though. I was disappointed in that as well. Okay, let me break this down for you. Those Emmys weigh about 12 pounds each. Oh, like, now, like, now you're like just you showing could, off. No, but for real, they're super heavy. Like, I didn't expect them to be that heavy. Like, that's a legit weapon. It wouldn't hang on the tree, even if I wanted it to. Oh, my... My uh, my fake gold trophies are really heavy, guys. But you, but you can't work out with your trophies. They probably put sand in the bottom to elevate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's bring in our friend Gerald Borgay from the Footprint Center. Gerald, how are you, my friend? Doing great. How about you guys? Oh, like I, stuff's falling down in my studio. Uh, Lindsay can't hang an Emmy on her tree because it's so heavy. You know, just just the usual here, Gerald. <laughs> yeah, you know. Sounds fantastic, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what what did, what are you hearing out there? What did Monty have to say after the game? And uh, I'm assuming it was pretty positive. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was impressed with JaVale McGee's effort, especially because, as he pointed out, JaVale didn't know he was going to start today until, like, midday when DA kind of left shoot-around because he wasn't feeling well. Um, so for him to stay prepared and, and to have such a great performance on both ends was really good. Um, he mentioned Jalen Smith a little bit because we asked about him, and uh, it was kind of hit or miss for Monty on that front, but... Uh, all in all, I think he was impressed with his team's win, and he liked the way that they moved the ball, the way that guys are are trying to get a little bit more comfortable in these new, more expanded roles with Devin Booker out, and especially tonight with another starter out. So um, really good ball movement, really good defense, team defense. He liked that as well. So I, I have to say this is probably one of the more impressive wins of the season just considering who they were missing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised that he didn't have – like more to say about Jalen Smith. I mean, that was an 
outstanding performance for, I think it blew all of us away. Like, I don't think anybody was expecting that from Sticks tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, it's pretty clear the Suns are not particularly high on Jalen Smith, you know, and, and it's easy to see why. I think he, the thing that he said that st- stood out to me was Jalen Smith's energy tonight was where it needs to be. As in, maybe it's not always that high. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. We don't see what a lot of what goes on in practice, but it just seems like one of those things where he has to bring that kind of effort level every night, maybe make a few more threes than he did tonight. Um, but he was good tonight. He was good. He attacked the boards. He was active defensively. He was good rolling to the rim. That was one thing that Monty did praise him for was – that was an area that we're looking for him to progress. So with his rim rolls, he did a much better job tonight. Uh, it's just one of those things where he has to continue to do that if he wants to see actual minutes with this team. I don't know. I was watching the ESPN broadcast, sorry, Espo, and they were selling <laughs> sticks. Like his uh, trade value, if you just listen to the broadcast, it went up like yes. 50% if you just listen to the broadcast. So shout out to those guys for helping the cause over here, I guess. Yeah, to uh, all the NBA execs listening right now, can you uh, mute your your headphones? All right, now that we're alone, why are we acting like Sticks had a great game? He still shot three of eight. He was one of six from three-point line. Like, he had a pulse. Congratulations, Sticks. You had a pulse. Why is this, like, as if, oh, my gosh, the sky's open and and, and the heavens rain down with amazing play from Jalen well, Smith? listen, when the bar is so low, it, it doesn't oh, take a lot to impress you I guess like just let me have this you know I have it you know that I love seeing the the guys at the end of the bench who are down and out have some level of success I I, that sounds like how I, I, women used to look at me when I was in the dating world. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's better than nothing. You know, my, I've lowered my expectations, so this is okay. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I just I don't get it. I mean, three for eight isn't bad. As well, that's not a bad percentage. So, you know, if, if that was your percentage with with women, then that's not too bad. Three for eight is terrible. <laughs> there you go, Gerald. And one for six, one for six from long range. I mean, that's not bad. You had to Gerald up a shooting that prayers. Pete Davidson percentage, trying to tell me three of eight's good. I appreciate that, Gerald. Uh, Javale McGee, how impressed were you? Uh, tonight with what he was able to bring, uh, getting that start and finding out late that he was going to start that game too. Yeah, I mean, I think he got off to kind of a rough start. It was clear in the first like five or six minutes that he was a little bit winded, but I thought he did a really good job. He had a season-high 21 points, 15 rebounds, shot nine of 16, two blocks. Like, he was very good on both ends. And, you know, when you are able to hold a team like the Celtics who have a guy like Jason Tatum that can light it up, so I think they held him to like 38% shooting, like 15% from three. That's a really good team defensive effort, but you can't do that without JaVale McGee holding it down in the middle, especially because the Celtics, they have so much size on the interior. You know, they're starting Al Horford and Robert Williams in second. Uh, they bring in freedom and like they just have a lot of size. So it's one of those things where JaVale was, you know, I don't want to say like a defensive anchor, but he was very good for them tonight. Hey, Gerald, what do fascists and the Boston Celtics have in common? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
an over reliance on the word freedom. No, they they hate freedom apparently because uh, he, <laughs> Ennis Ennis Cantor freedom uh, only played eight minutes yet he actually was pretty effective. I was surprised he didn't see more minutes out there. That's that was the one thing that I didn't understand is how this man's going to change his name to freedom when he can't even free himself from the Celtics bench. But that's neither here nor there. All I'm going to say is, listen, if you don't follow Gerald on Twitter yet, you are missing out on gems on a nightly basis. So be sure to follow him on Twitter at Gerald Borgay. Elon Musk with the super chat says sticks ready for his max contract. Let's go, Elon. That G League Max. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. I have a question for you. Hold on. He's a Walmart Hakeem Warwick. All right. Anyway. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. I'll save us. I'll save us. (laughs) Please do, Lindsay. (laughs) Mikhail Bridges got his first tech ever tonight. He did. How? I honestly don't know. My, we asked Monty about all the texts tonight, and he was kind of, he was like, yeah, it was an emotional game. It was physical. I guess that happens sometimes. But he did say, like, you know, when Mikhail Bridges is getting a technical, that something's gone wrong. Yeah, from my understanding, um, he was kind of arguing with a ref, right? And apparently one of the refs thought it was, he took it too far. Like, yeah. I have a hard time believing Mikhail Bridges <laughs> took it so far as to be deserving of a tech. Yeah, I, I I didn't see that one. I honestly, like, and Jay Crowder got one for passing the ball to a ref. I didn't see how aggressively he passed it, but it yeah. looked like just a bounce pass from where I was sitting, so I don't... I, I saw don't. on Twitter that they were saying that he passed it to the wrong ref, and that's why he got the tag. How do you pass uh, it to the wrong ref? <laughs> I don't know if they were being sarcastic or not, but that's what I saw on Twitter, and I'm just like, this is weird. This is really I, weird. I don't know. The refs kind of lost control of the game at various points with all those texts. And I was surprised Chris Paul didn't get one, honestly, because he came in on one possession and like smacked the ball out of bounds and didn't get one. But whatever. Mike B in the chat says Bridges is getting spicy this season. First, uh, JJ Reddick pod. Now, uh, now a T. I dig it. <laughs> spicy Bridges. True. Maybe maybe he did say something. Maybe he's letting it uh, come out a little bit more. Who knows? Yeah, we know we can drop an MF or we heard it on that pod. <laughs> so it wouldn't shock me if he dropped it at the ref. He's he's getting ready for cards Rams this weekend. You know, he's, you he's, he's already on edge a little bit. Oh, he did pick the Rams again in this one. Yep, he if did. he was getting ready for cards Rams, he'd have to understand what a loss is, and he hasn't uh, he hasn't done that in a while. So, oh dear, I love my new favorite game is to see what reactions we can get Gerald to make while he's courtside out there <laughs> during a post game. It's fine, too, you know, just players walking around me that I have to make sure I'm no big deal. Yeah, you know. It's fine. All right, I have one last question before we let you go, unless Espo, you've got another question for Gerald, but. I had to ask this while you were here, Gerald. So mm. I believe you tweeted out that the wave started to happen in the second quarter of tonight's game. Mm-hmm. I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. How do we feel about the wave? hate the wave. Cannot stand the wave. The only time the wave is good is if it's in a playoff game like we saw last year when the score is so far out of reach that it's just a blatant sign of disrespect to your opponent. That, like, we could not care less about what's going on in this game. We're up by 20. We're going to do the wave on your ass. That's the only time that I approve of the wave. This felt a little bit early. It was the second quarter of a regular season game in December. So I did not approve tonight. 
but in the future we can revisit this. The only reason the wave should be allowed is if the air conditioner breaks in that joint and they had paper fans <laughs> to everybody. The wave is the most stupid, idiotic thing at a sporting event because somehow you're bored. Like, really? Find a creative chant. Anything but the wave, all right? All right, I'm on the I'm, – I'm not as, as far to your guys' side on this one. I don't like the wave. Um, because I don't want to participate. Like, I don't want to sit up and down. Lindsay like, doesn't want to stand up. There's not <laughs> enough space at most arenas. And then if you have a drink or if you have popcorn on your phone or your purse or whatever, then you got to pick all this stuff off your lap and get up and then get back down just to get back up and do it I, again. I thought for sure this was going to be another Emmy flex. You were like, it's yeah. too damn hard to lift your arms when you got one 12-pound Emmy in one hand and one 12-pound Emmy in the other hand. You just can't do it, people. <laughs> I don't mind a city, a seated wave. Like, I'll just I'll, I'll wave seated. my hands, but I won't stand up. <laughs> Oh man, that was the old cat lady take of takes tonight. That was like the grandma coming out hardcore. But Gerald, if I I have to stand, I don't want it. (laughs) Crazy. I like comfort. Okay, once I'm comfortable, I don't want to move. But I agree with you, Gerald, that during like a playoff situation, it is kind of a little bit more of like a petty jab to your opponent. So that's fun. But second quarter of a night like tonight against the Celtics, maybe not so much. Yeah, that that felt like it was just born of boredom more than anything. Which, in which case, I'm I'm very anti-wave. Born of boredom. I actually think that's why I was born as well. So, oh no. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, we'll let you get back to uh, <laughs> interviewing some players. We'll do whatever the heck this is at eleven o'clock at night on on a Friday. Uh, thanks, man, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you on Monday live from uh, L.A. If I'm correct, right? That is correct. Sounds great, guys. Have a good weekend. Safe travels, Gerald. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I can understand. So um, Mike B. in the comments said, I can get with the wave like one or two go arounds, but then it gets old. He also said, it's fun if I'm with kids because they love it and it makes me smile. So I don't think we should completely cancel the wave because I do like it for kids. But right place, right time, maybe, I guess. Fine. Fine. Kids, Kids day at a game. Do the wave all you want. But if you're an adult and you're doing the wave, be more interesting. It's you're ba- you're basic, all right? If you're doing a wave. Right, Lindsay, you're on mute too, by the way. Whoops. <laughs> you're basic, all right? You're basic. <laughs> can, can we talk about something? You may have talked about this in the pregame. I don't know. I didn't show up. Uh, but Jason Tatum getting his own signature shoe from Nike. Yeah. Does that we does that get canceled out because you got your ass kicked by a team that didn't have two of its superstars? Can we just can we give that that shoe to Devin Booker and just say hey, Tatum uh, actually win something? So we didn't talk about this in the pregame show, and I'm glad you brought it up because I do have feelings about this. Um I I do find it a smidge disrespectful that Devin hasn't um, gotten his signature shoe yet. Now, with that, I will say I'm putting it out in the universe now. He'll have a signature shoe by the end of this season. That's that's my gut feeling. That's how I 
think this will all shape out. They'll end up being a handful of guys this season that come out who get signature signature shoes, and Devin will be one of them. But the fact that he hasn't been it or you know his hasn't happened yet, or it at least hasn't been announced yet, or whatever the situation is, I think it's a little bit disrespectful. Because Devin definitely deserves it over some of the people who've been announced so far. Yeah, Brian says in in the chat, Devin Booker gets rings and gold medals, not shoes. You got to get the ring before you say he gets rings. But he got he gets gold medals before he gets shoes. I'd be fine with him getting a shoe and a ring this year. That'd be all right with me. But I, you know, I, I don't. I just I don't get why Devin Booker isn't on that level. You'd think. Getting to the finals, I you know, and then winning that gold medal would have expedited these kind of things. But I won't be greedy. It's fine. Uh, eventually, eventually he'll get his. Uh, Mike he B will. makes a good point. Book does like his Kobe's. I wonder how much that comes into play, and the fact that uh, Nike no longer has the Kobe, uh, the Kobe brand. Uh, maybe that's part of it. Um, it might have thrown. If I, I'm just speculating of course it might have thrown like a wrench into the plans maybe but I don't think that it has anything to do with like the order in which these signature shoes have been announced or leaked or whatever um I don't think that has anything to do with it personally but I could be completely off yeah look you're right it may have because you don't have to wear your own shoes in order to have a signature shoe do you like he could still wear I, Kobe's and still have a signature shoe. I would think they'd prefer you to wear your signature shoe. I mean, I mean, I if can, Jordan yeah. had Air Jordans, but he was wearing, you know, some some chintzy Nike, I don't think Nike would have been all that happy, nor would they have become that popular. Yeah, but I feel like it's a little different. With, I don't know. That you're you're absolutely right. I just think there's a little bit of a difference with Kobe's just because of the the situation. So it might. I don't know. But I think so at the end not- of the day. Why not take the exact design of the last Kobe, modify it slightly, and call it a Booker? Then then he can wear the shoe he likes and get his own signature shoe. And look, I'm, I'll tell you, I'll be the first one in line to get a pair of those bad boys. Yeah, I mean, I would probably pick up a pair of those shoes, too. I will say, <laughs> did you get the Moss Point shoes? I did, but they didn't fit. I sent it back. They didn't have any sizes left at that point. So, uh, so I do not size. actually own a Moss pair, a Moss Point pair. I, I'll be honest. I didn't pick them up because I don't love Air Force ones. Um, I have a handful of them, but I, they're not my go-to shoe. So I had a hard time with that one, to be honest with you. I didn't and like then the, the light color. color. Yeah, the blue. Yeah. I don't wear blue ever. Like I don't have a single thing that's blue that I'm aware of. Yeah. So that not, was especially not that shade of blue. That's a very specific yeah. shade of blue that those came in. By the way, Brian says in the chat, the sticks Crocs drop later this year, though, and they're fire. Are you a Crocs person? Uh, no, my five-year-old is. I'm not. Uh, you know, I if, I, if I'm going to wear shoes, I don't want to wear rubber clogs. I don't know. Just not high on my list of shit to do. Yeah, no, I feel you. I have not... I have not jumped into the Crocs craze just yet, but they're coming out with some cooler ones with all the collabs they're doing. So those ones are a little bit more neater looking than like the OG basic Crocs with like, they're just little clogs and with holes in them. So we'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll hype on, I'll jump on the, the 
hype train. I, I need a nice pair of D-book flip-flops because since <laughs> this whole uh, working from home slash working in this new company where it doesn't matter what the hell I wear, I like comfort and, and comfort's important. So, you know, a nice, uh, a nice flip-flop would be, uh, would be good <laughs> in my books. All right. Last thing on this one, MCG Blue in the chat said it could be in the works, but book is super low-key and wouldn't post a it's coming announcement. And I kind of feel you. I, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. I definitely think that it is probably in the works, but he's not going to be like sneaky dropping hints here and there. It wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if it was in the works, but I guess we'll find out. All right, moving on. John in the chat said, guys, I bet the under and the Suns at minus 1.5 parlay and one. He only bet $5 because he said, you know, I shouldn't be betting, but also he got a $19 payout, which is nice. So congratulations, John, on your win tonight. And a reminder out there, if you guys listening want to get in on some of the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you should download it right now and use the code PHNX because when you use the code PHNX, after placing just a $1 bet on any NFL team to score a point, and they do, you're going to win $100 in free bets instantly. It is that simple. It's the latest no-brainer bet from the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So get in on the action so that you can be part of the Crowder's Cash Out Club. You can win some money like John. It's a lot of fun. It's safe, secure, it's reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want. So one more time, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, bet $1 on any NFL team to score, and you can win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. You you want to know my DraftKings story tonight? Yes. Getting the little one ready for bed. I went Crowder's Cash Club. Got to get that up. I noticed, oh, he's not available to be the first scorer. Uh it, just without it, but I know that if I go same game parlay, I can get this because usually when they don't know who's going to be in the starting lineup because of injury or illness, it's not in the main, but you can do it as a same game parlay. So I go, oh, I'll take that. I'll take Sun's money line plus 1800. Ah, I'll do my usual on that. And I forgot to submit the damn bet. So I didn't, I lost 1900 bucks today because oh, I didn't hit the submit. Oh, no. That's the worst. I'm sorry, yeah. Espo. That sucks. Yeah. There's worse things. I mean, there's worse things. So <laughs> it just it kind of pissed me off. I, I didn't hit the button and uh, and lost out on some scratch. But, yeah, you know, uh, that, that's that happens, I guess. So, Man, that's a bummer. I mean, that's I had a better night than the Boston Celtics even with that. So That's true. But, you know, I mean, it could be – it could be – I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm trying to make a positive out of your situation, but eh. I don't really know how to spin this one in favor. But listen, you didn't lose money. There you go. You didn't lose money. This, so this at the end of the true. day, you're still even. I I am even. I could have I could have been richer, but yeah, I am. Uh, I am even at least. And hey, you know, 
again, I'm not the Boston Celtics. I mean, Boston hasn't taken that kind of uh, of a beatdown uh, since Jack Nicholson's uh, accent in The Departed. Like that, that was how brutal tonight was. That the Suns treated Boston that poorly. It was just that bad. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I um, would have okay. landed better with Gerald here. He would have gotten the reference. Sorry, I guess I didn't get that one. <laughs> it's all right. I saw the look on your face and went, I'm I'm speaking to the wrong choir here. <laughs> Gerald's uh, Gerald's not here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, say it again on Monday to Gerald. And I'm sure <laughs> you'll get a good reaction from him. But the chat's still talking about shoes. And they're bringing it up. Connor said, I like Mikhail's uh, banana shoes. But then Dark Side of the somebody, Sun podcast said, then banana boat's ugly. <laughs> I mean, it's right. Like, I I need to I need to know why he wears bright yellow shoes. I mean, if he came out and he's like, well, look, I used to play NBA Jam all the time, and that was the color of turbo, and I always want to be turbo. Fine. I go, okay. I get the thinking. But otherwise, I don't understand yellow shoes when your team's primary color is purple and orange. I don't understand it. I I don't hate them. So I'll start with that. Like, I don't hate them. I'm totally fine with Mikel wearing them. But I do think it's a little strange that he only wears the yellow ones. And he doesn't mix it up because usually, at least from what I can recall seeing, when a player doesn't wear shoes that are within their colorway of their jerseys, they mix it up night in and night out. Like like a Javon Carter, right? Like he would wear different colored shoes two on each foot, but every other game it was a different color pair of shoes. So I think it is a little bit different that Mikhail always wears the yellow ones. I have a sneaking suspicion that he just signed a really bad shoe contract and didn't realize the only color they offer in his size is yellow. Much like when you're a kid and you have to take whatever you can get. I, I kind of wonder about that. I don't know that Sundress, I would go that far. Sundress Dunk's breaking. Espo doesn't understand fashion. <laughs> Not breaking. We've established that a long time ago. And, and thank you, Connor. He got the departed reference, and he said it was a good one. So. Awesome. Thank you, Connor. I'm glad that you were able to come through for Espo tonight, since I was not. Um, Dark Side of the Sun's pod says they match the Valley Unis. Good. So, the so I mean, that's fair. They do match a little bit with the Valley jerseys, but I mean, they so the stand shoes match out. The drapes. Good to know. Yeah, they stand out. They look good. It's fine. I like it from Mikkel. Um, All right. Let's move on from shoes and round things out. So anything else you'd like to talk about from tonight's game that stood out to you? Yeah, I think we had a couple tweets of the night and I can't tell what's what. So let's drop one here. Oh, it's our friend Gerald Bourget, a.k.a. Pete Davidson, uh, he <laughs> says the Jalen Smith game, but all the E's are threes in honor of the one three-pointer Jalen Smith hit in his seven points. Congratulations, Jalen Smith. We've got a one-way ticket to either Indiana or San Antonio for you as a prize. I mean, it was really cool when he hit that three. It was a fun moment, that's for sure. Twitter went crazy. Of course, Twitter went crazy. I mean, that's no surprise. The Jalen Smith fan club. <laughs> You're going to tell me that when you watched him hit that three, you didn't have any sort of positive reaction. No. It's like, good for you. Golf clap. Hit a few more of them and maybe I'll get excited. 
All right, fair. I had a better reaction to JaVale McGee's airball three than I did Jalen Smith's made three. (laughs) I mean, that that one was fun, though. I I probably had a bigger reaction to the JaVale airball three than Jalen's three as well, if I'm being honest. Okay, I know I said we moved on from shoes. I lied because Aaron in the comments said, Mikhail said in an interview before that he wears yellow because he's easy to spot. As if his seven foot one inch wingspan wasn't enough. Skull emoji. So, or or as if the fact that he's giving you a colonoscopy on defense isn't enough to know that he's right there. Like you need bright yellow shoes as well. Yeah, I think that's that's such a random one. Like it's easier to spot. That's why I wear yellow shoes. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of random. But whatever. I digress. Um, Brian says we prefer you refer to ourselves as the sticks frex uh espo i i i'm not i'm referring you guys to as uh, sunder is done right below said the sticks fricks i I could go with that i mean i could i i could go with that it's irrational i'll say that for it so i you know I have fun with Jalen, all right? I mean, Connor goes, so much hate from Espo towards Jalen. No, look, I I just, I, I much like Monty, am not very excited by a seven-point game on three of eight shooting. From a guy that, that is, seems like he's fighting for his NBA life, at least in Phoenix, I expect more when you're the number 10 pick. I have standards. Uh, you got to remember, Mikhail Bridges is the the other guy that was a number 10 pick on this roster. And then juxtaposition with uh, Jalen Smith, it leaves something to be desired. So I'm not going to jump out of my pants uh, when when he has seven points in a game, all right? Brian, invest early on sticks, Espo. Join the club. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not mad at you, Espo, because there is a very good chance that Sticks will not be on this team for much longer. I'm sure if the Suns do make any moves this year, he'll probably be included in that in some capacity. So I understand why you're not buying in on that uh, stick stonks. So dark side, he he says he hasn't gotten the play time, Espo. I'm sorry, you're not given that. You earn it. And the Sun saw so little in this guy, they didn't even extend him for his team option next year. All right. So there's not some hidden gem here necessarily uh, that that people are missing. I think they just missed on the pick. Unless you're San Antonio or Indiana, and I think he's spectacular. And you should really, really get in on, on the ground floor of this like everybody on Twitter and in our chat seems to think when it comes to Jalen Smith. All right. We're going to move on from Jalen Smith because <laughs> you and the chat are going to go back and forth on this all night long. So outside of Jalen Smith, anything else from tonight's game that you want to touch on? I don't I don't know. I'm like, I'm angry right now. <laughs> Me and the Club of Crazies might have to go out back and have a chat after after this the show, the, right? Meet me and Temecula, all right? Relationship right now. <laughs> this is strange. This is this is like when you find out that that your significant other has never seen the movie that's your favorite, has never heard the band that you like, and somehow <laughs> hates your best friend, right? That's like what this is like, all wrapped in one right now. So, um, 
Mike praise to JaVale McGee. Right. Oh, JaVale McGee. <laughs> praise to JaVale McGee. A praise to a campaign tonight who mm-hmm. just made things uh, made things happen. Uh, yeah. Again, this was this was a classic campaign kind of of night where he was gliding the basket. He was making flip in shots that just didn't seem logical, but still were going in. Campaign uh, was a big part of the win tonight, as was uh, you know as was Javale McGee. Yeah. And when you can rely on guys like Javale and Campaign to carry you in a in an early December game when a lot of your uh, your main rotation guys are out, that's that's what you're setting yourself up for success with because it that's valuable. Then you know that if there is an off night in the playoffs where where your starters aren't playing well, those kind of guys can carry you off the bench. Right. You can rely on them to give you a little boost whenever it's needed. So Cam finished with 17 points, five assists, and four rebounds tonight. Um, great outing by Cam. But honestly, it was a really solid outing by the entire team. I mean, we could genuinely go down the list. There were six guys who were in double figures. Um, the three or the handful of other ones that didn't outside of Jalen Smith that didn't finish in double figures, didn't play over 10 minutes. So that's all right there, but it was just an overall really good game. I'm glad to see them put together a game like this. Um, especially after having some time off, they had a lot of energy to them. They were missing two of their best players. So this just, it just shows that we're in a really good spot. And if you're not completely bought in on the Suns yet, which I know everyone here is, but if you've got any friends or family members out there who are not bought in on the Suns yet, you got to get them on board right now before they end up being bandwagon fans. Like get them on the ship early. <laughs> hey, also a shout out to our guy, Cam Johnson, who's starting to get in that groove offensively, adding in 16 tonight. Uh, four or seven from beyond the arc. When this guy gets going, it's it's going to be pretty. I, I last year it was when Cam uh, Cam Johnson and, and how Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson went. So to the Suns tonight was one of those nights where Mikhail fourteen points, Cam sixteen points, uh, both adding in some boards. This is this is the sweet spot. This is where you need Cam Johnson to be. Uh, as as part of that bench unit where he can add that offense because that's mm-hmm. that's when they're really clicking and I love to see that from uh, from Cam tonight. By the way, uh, let me find this. Uh, Connor may be dead to me in the chat because he said sticks oh, is greater no. than Kaminsky, and Connor did did that. I don't know that Connor believes that. I think Connor did that just to hurt me. He's trolling and, uh, me right now, and that cut me deep, my friend. That cut me deep. Connor's definitely trolling you right now. You know what? Uh, you know what? I have to own up to something because I was expecting more ish Wainwright minutes tonight. Why? Because <laughs> I honestly didn't think he was going to put. I didn't think Monty would put sticks out there as much as he did. So I figured well, we'd see more ish Wainwright, and they would be going a lot more small ball. But I was wrong. I was completely wrong and probably <laughs> thankfully so because obviously Monty Williams is far smarter than me and knows um, what it takes for this team to get a W without those two star players out there yeah. on the floor. So thank goodness for him. 
<laughs> Ish Ish Wainwright gets six minutes, somehow jacks up four shots, two of which are three pointers, misses all of them, and gets two personal fouls. I think there was a reason that he was squarely on the pine tonight. Yeah, I mean, I listen. Gerald and I joke all the time, like we want to see more Ish Wainwright, and I would love for him to find himself on a different NBA team where he can get some more playing time and figure out how to perfect his craft and what he brings to a team. But yeah, I just don't know how the Suns really intend on utilizing him with this team. I don't know if he really understands either. So um, yeah, but I just wanted to throw that out there that I was completely wrong in the pregame show on that. So (laughs) I'm taking a page out of your book from yesterday's podcast, Espa. I'm owning up to it. I appreciate you owning up to it. And maybe if he hit one of those shots, he would have stayed in and and you would have been right. But that's impressive when you can get off four shots in six minutes and get two fouls. Like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Who knows? (laughs) How do you utilize them on any team? Well, that's not fair. I mean, we know from experience that you can have G League G League level players on your roster and play them lots of minutes. Yeah, you totally can do that. Don't recommend <laughs> it, but you totally can do that. All right, before we before we get out of here, I do want to tell you guys that we have something really cool happening over at the PHNX locker room right now. So if you head over to phnxlocker.com, we have PHNX gift boxes available. And these boxes will include two shirts of your choice, plus a PHNX annual membership. And when you buy one of the gift boxes, you will also get a $15 gift card to our locker. So you can pick these up at phnxlocker.com. They make the best holiday gift um, for any of the people in your life who love sports. There are uh, shirt choices that rep all the teams in the Valley. So, or most of the teams in the Valley. So be sure to head over there and take a peek at it, especially if you're like, what am I going to get this person in my life for Christmas? I'm just struggling with ideas. This is a great gift to give to the sports lover in your life. It's also a really great gift to give to yourself. So one more time, phnxlocker.com to check those out. There is nothing w- wrong with some self-love by giving yourself PH- PHNX this holiday season. I find the put PHNX under the tree uh, line a little risque, but uh, we'll say it anyways here on the program. <laughs> when have we ever been worried about being a little risque on this show? Uh, M- M- MCG Blue wants to know, do we get a Lizzie book as part of the, uh, uh, <laughs> of the deal? Uh, and Zundra Stunk says... Uh, those would sell out quick. You're right. And, and MC <laughs> G Blue says, signed, of course, right? Yes, yes. We'll, you uh, we'll guys throw are that. Silly. <laughs> if, if, you, if you buy uh, multiple uh, of the holiday gift boxes, I will personally make sure you get a, a Lindsay Smith autographed <laughs> copy of whatever the hell that book was called. I don't have it here in the home studio. I thought that might be creepy. So. I don't even remember what it's called. Uh, I, something, something, something. Yeah, with Lindsay on the cover, I believe. All, all we remember is that it's the character's name is Lizzie. So yeah, there we Lizzie. go. That's uh, all but, we know. By the way, uh, MC 
Cole 42 says Aiton should come off the bench. McGee made him look like a backup with this performance. Wow. All right. Well, we read it. I don't think it's correct. And uh, yeah, uh, I yeah. like that. <laughs> with this pledge, That's- Brian in the comments, he got it. That's the name of the book. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you win nothing, Brian, other than our gratitude and respect. You've made up for all the sticks talk tonight in the chat. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Aaron's comment says, okay, time for bed, y'all. And I am right there with you, Aaron. I've yawned twice in the last 10 minutes, I think at least. Espo, I'm sure you're getting a little bit tired. Um, we're I just got my third up. wind. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, I got to well, be up in stay. like five hours to take care of my kid. I'm sure she'll be up at 4 a.m. Let's just go until then. Why not? I got to make tamales tomorrow, and it's my first time. I got to come rested and with my A game because I cannot let the, the people down. Okay? I got to be on like tip-top shape and like mindset here. Okay. So I got to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> you, you better bring some of those into the office. I, I hope, uh, I hope I'm uh, around again in the office. Brian says grumpy Espo hits different late at night. <laughs> yeah, it does. Don't you worry. <laughs> I will definitely bring some because I'm going to freeze some. So that way they last a little bit longer. So I can have tamales all the way through Christmas. So I'll save you some as well. All Even right. if it takes so- a few weeks, I'll save you Sound- some. Sounds good. Hopefully I'll be out of this, uh, out of this walk-in closet and back in the studio, uh, either for Monday or Tuesday's game. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Both of which late starts again. Oh my gosh. Don't remind me. <laughs> Our next show will be on Monday. The Suns are traveling to LA to take on the Clippers. That is an 8 p.m. pregame show, 8.30 tip-off. So get an afternoon coffee for that one and join us right back here on Monday at 8 p.m. for the pregame show. Um, And then that'll tip off our week. And then on Monday, we'll share the rest of the week's schedule with you once we've got it all ironed out. But we know that one's a for sure thing. So Until then, thank you all for tuning in to another uh, episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. That's Espo. You can follow him on Twitter at Espo. Uh, Thank you. Please rate, review, subscribe, all the things. We appreciate your support. Espo? Join us Monday and Tuesday because Gerald's going to be on the road with the team. It'll be good ones. Ahoy hoy. Thank you.